0: Welcome to The Curious Conscious Capitalist. I'm Tom Yorton, marketer, author, and CEO. We're brought to you by Conscious Capitalism Chicago. You can find us, ironically enough, at consciouscapitalismchicago.org. We created this podcast because we're curious curious about the work we do every day, curious about the role of business in society, and curious about better ways to create, collaborate, and thrive in our changing economy. Mondays don't have to suck. We can have a better relationship to our jobs and the people we work with. We can be Conscious Capitalists. Welcome, everybody, to the Curious Conscious Capitalist. I'm Tom Yorton, uh, your host here, and I'm thrilled today to be joined by uh, Daphne Dolan, who is the CEO of Chicago's very own City Staffing, and she's uh, run the operation here since the year 2000. Uh, Daphne is really interesting to me, she's a very interesting executive in that she is a triple threat, uh, someone with marketing, HR and education experience and I think that's kind of a, a, an interesting combo, kind of a curious combo and um, that skill set uh, is actually something that's familiar to me with some of the areas I've traveled so be very excited to learn more about that in our conversation today. Uh, Daphne has been a teacher, a coach and a client relationship pro. Uh, And she's also now a successful business runner here. And I imagine to be a successful business runner here, you have to combine all those other things. So uh, it's really uh, really an honor to have you here, uh, Daphne. Uh, And just listening um, and and looking at what's going on with city Staffing, uh, the the organization, the company's doing really well. It's a company that has earned a spot on the best of staff client and talent list for four straight years. So whatever you're doing, it's working well. So Daphne, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Tom. Uh, It's really great to have you here, and I I think we, uh, for our listeners' benefit, we've had, uh, Daphne and I had a a great conversation yesterday to meet each other and set a little context for today, but, uh, you know, maybe a good place to start, Daphne, is just tell us a little bit more about the work you're doing here at City Staffing and, uh, you know, maybe how you also, because this is a podcast about conscious capitalism, tell us a little bit about some of those ideas and how you came to meet the conscious capitalism folks and how those things came together.
1: Okay, Tom, well, I never really wanted to be in staffing, and that's to be honest with you. I was <laughs> going to retire after my last job, but then Ellen came to me and said she needed a business partner, and I said, oh, I'm going to run a bed and breakfast, but <laughs> I didn't. And hence, I have owned City Staffing with Ellen Dethlien for the last 17 years. And both of us have had come from, you know, pretty big corporate America. You know, Ellen has five children, so she needed different different times off than I did. So we decided we wanted a company that we wanted to work for, and not to be uh, leaders who dictated and told people what to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So we basically started off with a really good team and we told them, listen, your ideas are important, you know, it, you know, everything works, nothing is broken, it can be broken, we'll fix it, but bring your ideas to the table and don't be afraid, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll use them. And that's what we did. We built it around the, the team players as opposed to building it around a strategic plan.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's
1: worked much better for us.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes uh, I think the organizations that tend to be successful, there is a strategic plan. There is a spine. There is a purpose. There is all of that that's clear. But it's always about people in the end. Mm-hmm. And it's not about some ab- abstract idea that is in a deck. And I imagine that's your experience here.
1: Our purpose purpose is to have fun at work and for people to come in here and enjoy coming to work. And that will flow out to our clients. It'll flow out to our temps. It'll flow out to the vendors who come and work for us. Um, That people come to us today and say, we really want to come and work for you. And that's what you want you want a good environment
0: yeah uh, to expand on that a little bit uh, again when we were talking yesterday you (laughs) said a phrase that stuck with me and uh, that i think you said that people come to work to care and yeah i I really i think that's a powerful idea and uh, sometimes people think no you come to work to get a paycheck you come to work to give yourself something there's a lot of other things that people will say you come to work to do but in the end when you think about the number of hours you spend and the energy you spend at your employer, why would you do it if you didn't care?
1: Well, the younger generation has changed changed our changed people's thoughts a lot. They really do care about coming to work. The social media world, you know, they talk to each other all the time. They they become very close friends of their colleagues in the office, and hmm. um, they they think very positively about people who don't have as much as them. The very our, my office is driven by. You know, giving back to taking care of animals, there were, we're, we're big supporters of Paws worldwide. Hmm. And oh, wow. Okay. We're big cons- big supporters of Concern Worldwide, which is an Irish charity which helps the poorest of the poor. So our team in here get involved with that, that stuff, mm-hmm. where in my past, I've never seen it the way they do it today.
0: What do you think that is? Is that just simply generational, or is there something else... You know, in the water that's causing that to happen,
1: I think they read more mm-hmm. because of their phones, I mean people say oh everybody's always on their phone, but I think they read more, they're more socially aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. they're more socially aware of what they want
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and how they want good to trump evil hmm.
0: so much more focus there, there there's more of a purpose orientation at an individual level, too it sounds like <laughs> yes,
1: and they come to work really. The paycheck is one thing, but really their boss is the number one thing. They mm-hmm. come to work for somebody they care about. And mm-hmm. if they like their boss and they learn from their boss, they're going to stick with it no matter what the paycheck is.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, in our conversation yesterday again, and I'd love for our listeners here to hear a little bit more about it, you, you had some very powerful ideas and insights around uh, the talent that you support and, and maybe talk a little bit about kinda of what the business is. You're, you're helping people find a bridge to work and to employers. You're helping employers find talent that they need and you're finding helping those people find gainful, useful, purposeful employment. Talk a yeah. little bit about that but I think maybe unpack a little bit also um, the mindset of that talent when they're coming to you and, and the special sensitivity that yeah. you guys show to those folks.
1: Well, you remember we're we're here we're staffing, and people lose their jobs. You know, they they want to change their jobs. They come in out of maternity leave. Maybe they've been sick. Maybe they were retired and they need to go back to work. So, a lot of people come through our door, and they're scared. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're looking for a job, you're scared. Even though they're saying that's in four percent unemployment, there's jobs everywhere. Maybe it's not the job that you need. So, when people come in our door. Firstly, people don't get in our door unless we really feel we can help them, mm-hmm. because we go through a lot of resumes daily. We have four people screening, we have four people calling. Um, <clears throat> so when they come in the door, their resume is what brought them in and their their phone call, we call, we call them and we ask them a number of behavioral questions. Mm-hmm. So when they get in the door, we want to help them get a job. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes people come in with an idea of one thing, but when somebody who, Ste- steps back and doesn't know you sees your sees your resume and talks to you about really what you want It's sometimes it's completely different than what you think you want to do exactly so we have brought people in who thought they wanted to be in um, you know let, let's say they wanted to be an admin assistant but actually they were much better at customer service
2: mm-hmm.
1: or they, somebody who wanted to be in customer service was much better at being a marketing coordinator mm-hmm. you know just so and they, they've you know they've flourished mm-hmm. and I always say to them you know you are also you're in here when you're a temp you're going in to see if you want to work for this client as well as the client want to see if you want to work for them it's not just one-sided here it's
2: mutual it's a
1: mutual thing which sometimes you have to tell people hey you're important
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then the once they build their confidence and they get that they become great employees
0: that's fantastic and I think a lot of people do feel like it's an unequal playing field that there's unequal status that you know the employer has all the cards and and maybe forget about you know the importance that they bring and the value they bring as well and the fact that you guys can help identify that and get people to see that is a really powerful thing. I'm curious again because uh, we're talking about ideas that Square with notions of uh, conscious leadership Talk a little bit about how you came to uh, meet uh, uh, conscious capitalism ideas, things around conscious leadership, and how those square with the work that you do here at City Staffing.
1: Well, myself and Alan have, have always felt that integrity and generosity to people, the money will come. I mm-hmm. mean, once when you really treat people with respect and you pre- treat people well, and you're conscious about who they are and what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, then, it's interesting how things happen you have a positive attitude you know you say it's going to if you think it's going to happen it will happen you mean i know you heard all these these things in the past but we also decided back in let me think it was back in 2001 that we needed someone also to lead us to coach us to be better Mm -hmm. at what we do so that we can coach our team to be better at what they do so we Call. We sat beside someone at a lunch, and Ellen did, and we ended up with Thea Palancic, who started the Conscious Capitalism chapter here in Chicago. Yep. So that's how, you know, we became involved, and and she, I said, well, she goes, well, you have always been a conscious business in my mind, and I said, well, okay, and I'm not big on going and being involved in groups and stuff like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. but I have actually found working going to breakfast or going to businesses like we went to the Whole Foods on the west side of Chicago. It was amazing what they've done
2: yeah. for the
1: people. Yeah. But just meeting these people, I felt, oh my God, they're going through the same issues that I have. You know, how do I help these young people be better mm-hmm. and understand that, you know, more driven that they care and just, it was amazing. I, I was like, whoa, I'm not this, on, we're not in this on our own. Yeah. So that's how I, we fell into conscious capitalism and it's been great for us.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really an interesting thing in, in um, my experience. I was I was actually in a Whole Foods writing a book uh, several years ago. Uh, it seemed where I could, that's where I was productive writing a book. And I saw the book, Conscious Capitalism, sitting on an end cap at Whole Foods. And that's I picked it up and I said, hey, this is really interesting. And what struck me about it was is that I didn't know that there was a place that talked about these ideas because they all seemed... I aspire to live that way and to run be a business runner who believes those things and shows those behaviors on the job and sometimes I fall short but it was really cool to know that there's a framework for it and a community of leaders who are trying to you know uh, to bring that to a wider audience so um, I think it's really cool one of the things that struck struck me about it was looking at all of the different stakeholders. You might, in different organizations, might have investor groups. They might have suppliers and vendors. They certainly have clients. They have their own staff and employees. In your case, because you're you're not a manufacturing company making widgets, those suppliers, that's that's human supply. That Your inventory, yeah. that's people. Yeah. And talk a little bit about the importance of people um, beyond the obvious. I mean, you guys really seem to care for it, and it shows in how people think and talk about your business here.
1: Well, there's lots of, you know, people are the best source. I mean, that's our that's our business. We put people to work. Um, and uh, I think we look at it a little differently than, you know, we weren't, as you say, we're not selling a chocolate bar or we're not selling, you know, a beer. We're actually selling people. And everybody who works at a, one of our clients is actually a W-2 employee of ours. We only w2 okay. people okay. so not 1099 10 no we okay. do no 1099s um because they uh, we actually send them to an office and they actually do the work
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then we pay the check so we have 300 w2s out there right now mm-hmm. including and then add another 15 with our staff so we have three hundred fifteen people working on a weekly basis mm-hmm. that's a lot of people yeah. you know and 99 percent of it always works out well there's always one percent and you know what It's a given. People are people. They're human beings. They have issues. They have problems. But it's how you deal with that and resolve the issues and the problems the right way, that's what makes the client happy. Yeah. You know? Because they know. I mean, I'm not taking your money if the person isn't working out, so that's a fact. absolutely. I'm not going to charge you, so, you know, that's the way it's going to go.
0: Well, and that's an atypical thing. Not every business would look at it that way. Yeah. And I, I think... And I don't want to reduce this to uh, kind of a be overly simplistic about it. But one of the things I think is a connective thread, and all of these ideas around conscious leadership is is this notion of empathy and other directedness, where you're not just concerned about your own well-being, but you're aware that your organization and you as a leader exist within an ecosystem, and you're a yeah. player. You're you're a part of a bigger. Puzzle, like a piece of a bigger puzzle, if you will. Let me see how exactly how many metaphors I can mix in this one question. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but the, um, I, I think this other directedness is an interesting idea. And why do you think business is branded, and capitalism is branded as the cigar smoking, uh, you know, hundred dollar bill lighting uh, mogul and why do you why do you think maybe it's earned <laughs> maybe that reputation is earned but my experience in business is most people aren't like that and i'm just kind of curious what your reaction say, is to that stereotype yeah, and what you see
1: that's i 99% of business are not like that yeah i mean that's just i mean that's just i don't know what that is that's the old boys club of the past or whatever whatever it was but if women want to be involved in the old boys club they can but they don't want to you know mm-hmm. that so that's, I think that's the past. I think and the, I don't know that men
0: want to be involved
1: in that club either. I think the present today is that if you, if anybody looks at their, their financial statements, the biggest cost to them is people. So the number one thing you need to do is take care of people. Because if you take care of the people, everything else will take care of itself.
0: You're listening to The Curious Conscious Capitalism, brought to you by Conscious Capitalism Chicago.
1: So again, that's being a conscious leader treat your people with respect and it flows it flows down Mm
2: -hmm.
1: what we've done in our office in the past number of years is we have empowered our team and they built their own value statements and we don't want these big you know statements but you know there's there's six things they follow and then we 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 did this whole series of of, it's a book called ted which is the drama triangle where you know you play the victim the persecutor the rescuer and Mm -hmm. sometimes we're all in the drama triangle. Sometimes you're persecuting a wife. Sometimes she's persecuting you, mm-hmm. right? She you persecutes your kids. Then you're the victim.
0: So many punchlines, so little time. Yeah, uh.
1: <laughs> you know? And so sometimes I, we, then we can actually call each other out. And so I say, okay, so now you're persecuting Juliet. And they'll say, you're right, I am. So let's figure out how to get, how you can, you know, coach yourself out of this and what is the right way to handle this? Mm-hmm. So we play the victim a lot, we play the persecutor, and we play the rescuer. Mm-hmm. We play all three roles mm-hmm. every day, yeah, and we yeah. don't know about it. Yeah. And when you see it in happening, you call on, you call them out on it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to, to watch our team say, "Oh yeah, I'm right there."
0: Yeah, it's I'm so much- ripe.
1: Right, I'm riping right the victim. Yeah, I know I am.
0: That's a great example. I and mean, maybe just again for our listeners, are there if there's a Another example or two of things, since you kind of adopted these principles and maybe formalized, it sounds like you always ran your business with these ideas underneath it, but since you've worked more with conscious leadership principles, are there specific policies or things you've done with your employers or new things that you've invoked that come from that spirit that have changed how you run the the operation?
1: I think, first of all, empathy is the biggest thing when you're a staffing firm because it, there are people in need out there, whether they walk in our door and we put them to work or there's somebody standing on the street or whatever. There are people in need. So empathy is a big thing. Integrity is probably the number one thing. You have to have integrity in business. It's not about the money, you know, and we've seen that in how the, the recession happened because we had too many people who didn't have integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, we wouldn't have had a recession if things were done the right way,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which meant that people were unconscious about what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And there was too much of that going on. Mm-hmm. So those are two key principles with us, and we will not do business with companies that we feel do not have are don't have integrity, mm-hmm. are don't have empathy to the people we send to them. Mm-hmm. If you treat my temp with disrespect,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're treating the rest of your staff with disrespect too. So we want nothing of it.
0: Yeah, that's so. I admire that and. Um, that takes sometimes a steely spine because no one wants to walk business, but at the same time, you know that you're in it for the longer haul.
1: Yes. We're not in it for the one-stop shop or the one-temp placement here. We're in it with for, to building a relationship with our clients, which we've had. We've had one, two of our clients since we opened the doors in 1989. Mm-hmm. Still today. So,
0: are, are most of the clients uh, Chicago, Chicago area? Chicago area,
1: yeah. The mm-hmm. other, you know, we are a women-owned business too, so we... Have a lot of, you know, we do a lot of work with um, the Women Bus- Business Development Center, and because we're woman-owned, a lot of companies have liked to use, like, you know, minority-owned business, women-owned businesses, you know, different mm-hmm. those different types of businesses, which is great. Mm-hmm. But again, sometimes you don't want to do business with them. Yeah, them, you yeah know? sure. Hey, you know,
0: sure. I understand. I that. mean,
1: we definitely know what the cl- what type of client is good for the people that we have in mm-hmm. our portfolio.
0: Do you think um, is there anything about these ideas that is uniquely um, U.S. centric, or are these ideas transcendent and they're as relevant in Ireland or South Africa or Australia or Japan? Uh, is, is, I'm just kind of curious.
1: I think they're global. Mm-hmm. I think they're global. I think America is will will always be the country that gives everybody a chance, mm-hmm. even today. I mean. The amount of people, you know, we say we're not taking in, you know, immigrants or, you know, we are. I -hmm. mean, there's all this nonsense going on. But underlying underneath, there's so many good people in the United States who care and will help the Syrian people or Sudan or Rwanda or whatever. Wherever the major problem is, Mm -hmm. America's number one financial support and Ireland is number two.
0: Is that right? Mm -hmm. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I I think it is about opportunity, and it is about again back to the conversation we had. Some of the these are my words interpreting Gerber's. It's not your words, but the idea that you you exist to help provide people a bridge to the next yeah. chapter of their life, or or the next phase of their life, and opportunity. So in a way, you're doing. That in your own company, and I think that's admirable.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm you when you you know, I mean, when you run a business, you don't ex- you you don't want everybody to stay. You want them to go and spread their wings and expand their horizons and enjoy, you know, learn something from you and stay close to you and be friendly with you and encourage you and you know, you know, exchange business with each other. I mean, a lot of my um, associates have become my clients because they're great people. And then they go, wow, you know, that's where I, you know, I, you know, I got my, my first start or, you know, my brother, I, my, I, we've one family, we had the brother, sister and the mother working for us at one stage, you know, I mean, which I think is great. So, Hmm. yeah, so there's a lot and we've, we've, yeah, we have a lot of different businesses. You know, young people today, they do not want to go into this nine to five corporate America. It just does not suit them. Hmm. It's. It's who they are, they're different they're they're more of giving back, they they think differently. Money is important, but it's not they're not thinking of their four oh one Ks at twenty five and twenty six and twenty seven. They're not getting married at twenty five, twenty six and twenty seven. Exactly. You know, so you know, they'll come and they'll work for me for a year and then they'll disappear to New York. Mm-hmm. And then they'll come back and I'll say, Sure, yeah, we'll get your job and so we have a a lot of people who come and go and then we've people who like the opera singers who the operas only a certain parts of the year and then they come and work for us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know we have a lot of musicians. We have a lot of writers. You know, you know, like writers, like an actor. Your your books don't always become famous, or your plays don't always become famous. So you need to earn a living.
0: Exactly. Sure. So
1: you know that's that's who co- that's the type of people that are coming in and out of City Staffing Store and have done for years. Mm-hmm. And we get an awful lot of referral business from the people who have worked for us in the past. And that's why it's you know, our, we have a very open door policy. Everybody's welcome. And um, it's fun. And the that, most important thing about business is fun.
0: Oh, well, well, that's, I I love that point of view. And I happen to believe that, that, you know, Mondays don't have to suck. You can have a different relationship <laughs> with your work than than many people do. Yeah. And, and, and again, that's why we're trying to shine a light on the leaders and the businesses that see the world that way, that, you know, that being empathetic and being other directed is not at all incompatible with running a successful business.
1: But think about it, Tom. You know, nine to five with us years ago. Like I'm a lot older than you, but we didn't have a phone where you know an email was coming in or a text message was coming. So I have my staff half that. You know, they're at home and at seven o'clock someone calls, cancels a the job. They're working. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not holding them to time mm-hmm. because they never, they're never not working. Because on a Saturday, somebody, you know, we might have 50 people at a CPS exam and three people call off and my girls, wherever she is, or guys, wherever they are, and she's working it. Yeah. So they're never switched off because of technology. Yeah. So they're never not working. So there's the huge caring for them. They could just throw their phones in the bin and say, I'm not going to deal with it. But they do.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny that story is not often told that way. We hear about uh, you know the dark side of technology and how that gets in the way of um, that real human interaction and that caring and that investment that people make. And I I, I do think it's it's a more complex story than that.
1: I think I think the younger people today work harder than we do because they're always they're conscious of returning that email. That's really important because it's. They feel responsible for that associate at work or not at work or the client or whatever the, the process is the interview got cancelled because yeah. the client's sick yeah and it's seven o'clock in the morning and they're texting on the train
0: yeah we've got time i think for uh, just one more um and i, I want to just ask you a little bit about is this is as you were talking this thought occurred to me do you think do you think you're able to see things this way just because you've had this wealth of experience were you a person that kind of had this view of leadership uh, when you were, say, you know, 10 years into your career? Is it just something that comes with age, or have you always kind of seen business this way?
1: I've always, f- I mean, I was very lucky to be a school teacher and w- work for a great staff. And I was very lucky to be a coach and be coach, because I played field hockey and I played at a quite a high level.
2: Hmm.
1: So, you know, then I had all levels there. But I've all I, when I was first started in corporate America, I felt very tied down. Like I felt like I was in a box and my opinion wasn't important. And I always felt that if I ever owned my own company, or was a managing director, which I was in my previous one, I felt I would say little and I'd let the people say more Mm -hmm. who worked for me because then I would learn what really was necessary to do. So that's how, and my business partner, Ellen, is the same. She likes to listen because you you learn more from listening than you do from talking
0: that's a fact that's yeah. a fact uh wow well i commend you on all the success you've enjoyed individually and certainly city staffing's done extraordinarily well and uh whatever you call it whatever's in the water uh you're doing you're <laughs> yeah. doing a great job and uh, this is called been
1: ishka in ireland right <laughs>
0: is it really yeah ishka what and how does that translate
1: it water but ishka is whiskey <laughs> 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 you could say well, ishka bah, bad whiskey, <laughs> Yeah, but that's how it works. But
0: well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> yeah,
1: thank you to our sound guy, too. <laughs> yeah,
0: great job over there, Ian. Well, uh, Daphne, thank you so thank much you for time. making time for us uh, today. Great. And uh, this has been wonderful. And uh, maybe we'll do this again down the road. Sure. All right, sure. thanks very much. Cheers. All right, thanks, cheers. Thanks again. You've been listening to The Curious Conscious Capitalist. You can find us at ConsciousCapitalismChicago.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.